today's podcast, we're going to talk about the connection between mathematics and storytelling. Now, right off the bat, you may be thinking, Dr. Page, now you want me to add a story to all of the math concepts and problems you want me to teach? That sounds like a lot of additional work. Well, I'm here to tell you, it isn't really, because many times the story appears all by itself, if you know where to look. So by the end of this episode, I promise you will have five reasons to add stories to your mathematical instruction and some real easy tips to find these stories so as not to increase your workload, because who needs this in their life? And stay tuned for the Cut That Out section of this podcast, where I'll give you access to a handout so you can remember the reasons and tips we talked about and use them right away. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, this episode will help you confidently engage your students and create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. Some of the time that I really value, actually, is searching the internet for educational links to read or use or even think about. And when I was teaching in the classroom, there was very little time for this, because like many of you, I was busy teaching and lesson planning and prepping for the upcoming day or the week or whatever, tomorrow or even for in 15 minutes. One of the places I landed on when I was doing my internet searching was called an organization called Amplify, and they can be found at amplify.com. Amplify has been around since 2000, and it is an organization that helps teachers and schools and school districts obtain high-quality curricular materials in English language arts, math, and science. Of course, as a podcaster and business owner, I don't have any reason to purchase curriculum from them, but I will pass along that their email list that you can get on provides a wealth of free information about these content areas through newsletters and printables and webinars. And so you're looking for curriculum for your school or your classroom, they may be worth a look when you have a moment. But if you're just looking to get some more information on one of these disciplines like math or English language arts or science... I highly recommend that you sign up to their email newsletter and get access to what they have to offer. I signed up for a webinar that was on storytelling and mathematics by a man named Sunil Singh. He's a current math developer at Amplify, and I have his LinkedIn link in the show notes that you can um, possibly reach out to him, or you can probably get in touch with him through an additional resource that is amazing called Mathagon that he's affiliated with. That's M-A-T-H-I-G-O-N. Of course, I missed the live version of the webinar, but on replay, it was extremely fascinating. The webinar was intended for 6 to 12 educators. However, I wanted to take some time and share what I learned with you because all of what was there was just so interesting and worth adding small pieces of it to your teaching, even at the elementary level. And now remember, I'm not talking about a complete overhaul here because who has time for that? Just some small mentions that could make a big impact for your students. And this is, remember, what we're all about here at Get Off the Dotted Line, right? So let's break it down. 
First, I was blown away by Sunil's beginning of the webinar where he mentioned the art of storytelling. He went into this whole explanation, and it was karmic for me because I've heard about the idea of how humans crave stories and get hooked on them in order to process new information and learn something so many times in my teaching career. But even beyond my teaching career, while I was in school, undergrad, graduate school, even while getting my PhD, people have been talking about the importance of human beings sharing and telling stories since the beginning of time. So Sunil extracted that math class should begin with a story. And that's the first tip. Simple. Begin your math lesson with a story to tell your students. Now, the second tip here is also pretty simple and something that may be intuitive to many of you, and that is stories bring information to life. They actually give that information life. I'm part Italian, so my world revolves around family and always focused on a story. It was like Sophia in the Golden Girl show, you know, when she says, picture it, Sicily, 1942. Humans love stories. We love the romantic intimacy of being sucked into someone else's world or understanding of that world. We love learning about people from our own family who came before us and walked a path that led us to where we are today. We will stop everything for a good story. No multitasking here to sit and just listen. We want to take it all in, every last piece. So try integrating a story to bring a mathematical concept to life in your classroom, or give that concept life that it never really had. You can do this by implementing a story. Third, stories foster connections between ideas, content, and disciplines. Alfred North Whitehead published a paper in 1929 titled The Aims of Education. It's a short paper, so if you're curious at all, I've included the link to it in the show notes, but you don't have to read it because here I just want to tell you, Whitehead said something interesting, and here it is. And I quote, Let the main ideas which are introduced into a child's education be few and important, and let them be thrown into every combination possible. The child should make them his own and should understand their application here and now in the circumstances of his actual life. What I believe Whitehead is saying here is that children should be taught things that are attached to many other things and these things should somehow in the process be related to their own lives. In educational speak, though, we call this interdisciplinary teaching. It's when we teach something from social studies that we've read that also relates to mathematics. Okay, still not sure what I'm talking about here. Here's a concrete example. Say you're learning about westward expansion in the United States, and you're reading out of the textbook. Well, there's your language arts for you. And in that textbook, there are many maps to give your students the idea of how the expansion occurred. Well, maps is geography. And if while you're teaching this, you as a teacher mentions population or a number of about how many people were lucky enough to make that westward expansion successfully, and now you've integrated mathematics. And if you're lucky enough to call on uh, one of your students while all of this is happening, and he raises his hand and declared, 
teacher, we just moved from Virginia to California. Well, now you have an additional piece of information that applies to at least one child's actual life experience. Bam, for the win. You went from social studies to language arts to geography to mathematics and even got a life experience thrown in there. Mathematics needs to ultimately live in real life for students to fully understand what it is and its overall purpose in being learned. Teachers, you often teach in interdisciplinary fashion, so keep doing it because it's awesome for your students. And it allows that story to make connections between ideas, content, and disciplines naturally. Fourth, Stories solidify the understanding that everything in mathematics was once a problem that needed to be solved. It's pretty ironic when you think about it. When we think of mathematics, we think of problem solving and the act therein of all the mathematical problems that were once actual problems someone really needed to solve in order to move forward in life. So when your students ask you, why are we learning solving for a variable in math class? you can come right back at them and ask, what would happen if we didn't know how to solve for a variable? Yes, make them consider what whatever you are learning about wasn't in the case. Where would we be as human beings then? Which brings me to my last tip. Stories make us wonder, ask questions, and seek additional information. How many times have you read a book and gotten to the ending and thought, I wonder? I wonder what happened to that character. I wonder what happened to that town the story took place in, or the mom, or the dad, or the detective who solved the case. Stories make us learn something, but also make us ask more questions in order to learn more. For me, if I read a book by an author and some, even if its minor plot thread isn't fully resolved, I'm out looking for that next book, the sequel by the same author. Humans are curious beings, and we want and like to learn and ask questions, but we don't like to leave any questions on the table. So bringing a story into your mathematics class that has some unresolved piece of information will get your students looking and learning more. Now you're probably thinking, okay, here's the part where you add more for me to do in my day, adding stories to teaching addition facts to my second graders. Nope, again, I'm going to say it, that's not me. And if you've been listening to this podcast, I'm all about helping make minor tweaks to what you already do, not adding any more work to your to-do list. But every once in a while, see if there is a story behind what you're teaching in mathematics class that comes naturally for you from your life that you can share with your students. I'll give you some examples to get you started, but you'll get the gist and be able to take it from there. No additional research or work, or maybe just a teeny tiny amount, and just organic stories to support your teaching of math. So here we go. This first example is about teaching addition. And this one has just a teeny tiny bit of research, but really, I think you can handle it. Here's the story. What about asking your librarian to help your class research what civilization supported and practiced the concept of addition, or even what civilization came up with the concept of addition? Is that librarian not an option for you? Okay, I just Googled it. And in 0.65 seconds, that's under one second, I had about 3 million answers. You could go either 
the way of the Egyptian Babylonian route or the Arab route or the ancient Chinese route, it's completely up to you. All have been credited with coming up and practicing the concept of addition in their civilizations. And these civilizations are studied a lot in second and third and sometimes even fourth grade classrooms, right? So there's your story. You can begin your lesson on addition with, does anyone know what civilization first invented the concept of addition? Maybe you'll have a student in your class who actually knows this and can begin to enlighten the rest of the class. But if not, you say something like, a long, long time ago, blank, years to be exact, the ancient blank discovered the need to keep counting animals, pots, vegetables, and other things they possessed. Here's your one sentence story. And the class is hooked. Then you get them talking and asking questions like, what is the term used for counting on? What does the word addition really mean? Like breaking down the word into its roots. Why would addition be necessary? What would we do in a world without addition? Clearly, you could elaborate on this story and make something up surrounding a child in a village with a dilemma, but that might take more work than you have time for. So keeping it simple and asking questions afterward of your students puts the learning back where it belongs, on them. And it gets you all talking, wondering, asking more questions, and most importantly, learning math. And any of these additional questions that I mentioned, they're not for you to research. That's where you get your students involved. So when they do end up finishing that math addition sheet at lightning speed and they're sitting there with nothing to do, they can be off to the library or on a computer or an iPad in your classroom to look up one of those questions and answer it and then report it back to the class. How cool is that? You could all learn together. Here's another approach, using a more personal story to teach math. Remember I said, you may have something very personal in your vernacular or in your background that might really be appropriate to talk to your students about. Both of my grandmothers were amazing bakers, and my fondest memories were going to their houses only to see them in the kitchen, making something or being able to help them make something that we would enjoy later on. I like to bake too, and during the pandemic, my son and I were on a baking frenzy. No need to get complicated like making bread, which we did, by the way, and it pretty much takes all day, or four-hour spaghetti sauce. See, I told you I was part Italian. But baking the simplest things like even the store-bought prepackaged cookies requires some math. For example, in my kitchen, my oven runs hot. So I'm often adjusting cooking times down to make sure I don't burn anything. So here's your story. The Pillsbury chocolate chip cookies are to bake at 350 degrees for 16 to 19 minutes. My kitchen oven often runs hot. Should I adjust my oven temperature or my cooking time so as to not burn the cookies? Justify your answer. So now you divide your students into small groups and see what they come up with. And bonus... See if any of the groups talks about the cookie ingredients in their answer. That's integrating science into the math lesson. So in my opinion, they should get to eat those cookies. So there you have it. Five reasons to add stories to your mathematical instruction and a few examples to get you started. Here are the five reasons again for you to think about and try out. Reason number one, begin your math lesson with a story to tell your students. Reason number two, Stories bring information to life and actually give it life. Reason number three, 
Stories foster connections between ideas, content, and disciplines. Reason number four. Stories solidify the understanding that everything in mathematics was once a problem that needed to be solved. And finally, reason number five, stories make us wonder, ask questions, and seek additional information. So there you have it. Five efficient and creative reasons for you to consider adding stories to your mathematics instruction time. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, I hope these five reasons can boost your students' mathematical learning opportunities in your classroom and have helped you confidently engage your students to create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. Before we part, this section of the podcast called Cut That Out is one I do every time. Here I'll give you access to a handout so you can remember the five reasons to add stories to your mathematical classroom and use them right away. You can find the handout on my website at pagehendricks.com. That's P-A-I-G-E Hendricks.com, along with today's show notes.